it's a it's a first of all I'll say g'day mate how are you yeah good <laughs> yeah it's a bit like that I hear I'm hearing even people on the street complaining about um reception their phones my kids phones aren't working uh yeah it's it's interesting yep yeah it's getting that way how's things with you Mate, really good. Just had a little baby. Uh, had a home birth, which was which was really awesome. Uh, really nice. great experience, mate. That was my fifth kid, and all the other four were in hospitals and were a nightmare. Yeah. So yeah, That's the way yeah, mate. It was really good experience. So, and um, now just looking after the missus, mate, nursing her, and yeah, just lots of good food. Just trying to rest, mate, and uh, enjoy the the time we have together. So, yeah, man, what about your end? Yeah, well, just it's always busy, but, um, yeah, it's never never not good, so can't complain. No uh, kids yet. Not yet, mate. Uh, not yet. You know what's around we'll the corner? There. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, how'd you go at that rally, mate? Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Were you there? No, mate, I've been in baby bubble... Ville, mate, just looking after, yeah, the missus at the moment, mate, and just trying to yeah. make sure they're okay. Yeah, so that's that's sort of been my world lately. Um, yeah, mate, but good good turnout. Yeah, it was it was uh, there was a lot lot of people there. I don't know how many, but there was a lot. Yep. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, yeah, thanks for the um, you know the opportunity to have a chat today, mate. Really, really pumped. Yeah, First saw some of your vids come out, I was like, wow, this guy is awesome. And um, with the background you got, mate, you've got a bit of um, clout to be able to speak about certain topics. So, mate, really, really awesome to have such a man on, on board and um, and really interesting topic that we're going to cover today, mate, um, with music and 432 hertz. Um, you know, it's crazy how deep the, the control goes and... When people even get an understanding about it, you know, even the music's being fiddled with, um, it's 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 very interesting stuff, and you can quite clearly um, hear the difference between four three two and four forty. And hopefully today we can chat about, you know, and make it a bit clearer to people what the difference is and what benefits you get from the four three two hertz, mate. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's a big topic. Yeah, I remember when I was in music school at uh, college and they people used to laugh about it, you know? Wow. They're like it was some weird thing and and uh, there's nothing to it. And it took – I was there for a couple of years and by the time I left, one of the guys who was, you know, one of the senior kind of lecturers and that there started talking about it a bit. And I'm like, you were just laughing about it when I first brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, you know, and these are people that have been in music for their whole life and, and still yep. aren't really aware of it. It's interesting, mate. Yep. And um, even music itself so interesting too, like two really good topics, mate, because once you get, once you delve into it and you get an understanding about his story and our story and clearly his story, or most people say history, um, is very, very different to um, you know what we what we've been taught in schools, what they're pumping in the mainstream, 
is very different and it only takes a little bit of research before you see the, that mainstream narrative, narrative crumbling before your eyes. So when it comes to history and then you, okay, if this something happened only 200 years ago, perhaps we were entered into this realm, it looks like. So before that, like we're told about Mozart and these great composers and like were they who like were they real? I don't know. That's what I've been thinking lately, mate. Like, what are your thoughts on that? No idea. I have no idea about that stuff. But I know that you know, I know that there's kids come through and they're like three or four years old and they're just you know virtuosos on a piano and it's like, how does that happen? Like, yeah. is that what? Is that what Mozart is? It's just like an energy or something that that just incarnates into, I don't know. I have no idea, but I know it's something pretty special when you when you you know experience it. It's almost like you know Jesus Christ. On I don't know was a real guy. I don't know. I think it's a representation of hundred percent of um, yeah. So I, I'm not sure. I hear where you're going, but I don't know the answer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the interesting thing, mate. Like we are, you know, we only just start to question this. Yeah, it's real fresh sort of stuff that, you know. Um, so if, yeah, if, if where did music really come from? And then you can get into, you know, things like the uh, Laurel Canyon and stuff like that, um, where a lot of these bands like your know, Doors and uh, the Bee Gees and all these bands, you know, came from, you know, for look like there was an engender in place to push these, this, you know, and they're all from a military base. Uh, um, so really interesting like you talk about music and then you look at MTV this is where it gets pretty interesting too because you know um, MTV in my world represents Masonic television so they're you know broadcasting so you can get into wordplay and spells and spelling and, and how they're doing all that to us also but when it when it comes to the that music side of it and the Hollywood stuff, you know, music has certainly got an agenda there. Yeah, totally. In the West, it does for sure. It's yeah. funny too because I was in Sri Lanka about two or three, I forget, a while ago. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's, there's still some of the old culture, which is Indian inspired, where there's tabla players and things like that. But then if you're around, if you go on the buses, for example, they're just blaring all of their current kind of pop music yep. and it's really, really bad. Yeah. As well, in way, well, worse than, way worse than here. Like the beat is literally a click track. Way it's worse than here. That's a big call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a big call, but it, there's no complexity to it at all. It's it's very banal. It's, it's, it's actually like I was sitting on the bus thinking I was just listening to a Pro Tools click track for 10 minutes at a time when I was on the buses. That's what it sounded like. It didn't even have any real musicality or yeah. movement to the, the groove or anything. And that's from somewhere that they do actually have influence from classical music. Isn't it crazy? So, man, it gives you an idea of where those people's headspaces are at listening to this garbage. You know, we were oh, lucky. Yeah, yeah man. Right. We were lucky to, like, I reckon I was born in 77, you know, experienced the 90s, mate. I'm a 90s man. And as you know, mate, the bands back then were bands, you know, um, and the music industry's gone. So, but bands were, you know, and you used to buy your CD or your vinyl, you used to have your cover, 
And, you know, those are the days where bands were started in a garage and, you know, four mates from school got together and, you know, and, mate, years ago, like, I was, I've been in music all my life and um, I, I did a record with a bloke called Dave Nicholas a few years back who, like, did um, that In Excess Kick album and stuff like that. He's a real big Aussie producer, but, you know, I, I, the band I was in got signed to this label, Rhinoceros Records. Anyway, to cut a long story short, he he was he loved us and signed us. Then he went out and shopped us to Sony and all the big record labels. And they didn't want a bar of it. And he's like, but here are these guys. Like, mate, they're four mates. They're in, from Sydney. They're doing this. They're just like, doesn't matter. Like those days, mate, those days are gone. It's the first thing they ask is how many followers do they have on Instagram? How many um, you know, what what on their website, what's their trip, like all this sort of stuff. You know, there's no risk involved. There's no passion. There's no love left in the music industry anymore. There's no one willing to take a risk, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's basically a formula, mate, that these, these labels are following these days. So, right. but yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I watched that Bohemian Rhapsody movie that came out relatively recently and that's kind of like part of the story is that where the guy's like you can't have a six minute song you can't have it going from here to there and then changing meter and tempo and and they're like but that's the song and and they so they didn't take that risk you know and that's i think it started even well before then where they were getting a bit risk averse and but yeah it's definitely changed a lot and i think it's not necessarily a bad thing gary because it's, it's like it's just in that one paradigm that things have changed so that record label industry that was the monopoly over music, it became a monopoly because of the way that it kind of drove it. But then you can do music any other way you want. You can self-produce, self-release, you can run it through different networks. And yeah, I get that they've got, you know, it's like any other system. It's like if you're a nurse, you need to work in the hospital system, you think. But there's also a lot of private stuff you can do. You just don't really know how those networks work yet. And yeah, you probably won't have the same degree of resources or reach that you would through the the standard system, but that's also a highly toxic system. And likewise, if I were in a band now, I wouldn't want to be signed to a label. I'd want to do it all in the private and I'd want to do it uh, my own way and make it organic and make it real. And there's still always people need to listen to music, buy music and support musicians. So it just means that there's an alternative way to do that and that's where I'm kind of focusing on myself. Mate, it's really changing. It's really changed. It's really like great, great point. Oh, that's where it's that's where it's heading. Or it's headed, you know. Um you know um vinyl I think is sort of getting a little bit of traction, which is great as well. You know, a lot of people have you know got the the record players and and again as we know the quality of sound analog versus digital analog it's all about money, mate, you know, digital CDs and all that garbage. Um, you know, people are wanting the, the product. They're wanting something to hold in their hand. Like they're like a vinyl record these days is, um, you know, and mate, I, I did send you a copy of a, a song that I've been working on and I hope you had a little squeeze of that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's sort of, that's sort of my next little album that I'm working on, mate. And, and that's, we're going to release that on vinyl. So yeah. And, and, Go to the old, back to the old, you know, the old school sort of, yeah, people, even, um, you know, the, the house gigs and things like that are becoming more common 
with all these ridiculous rules in place and so forth, mate. Then, yeah, we yeah. had a festival here recently uh, last weekend called Free the Nation Music Festival, and that was done on private land, yep. uh, private invite, but everything's private, and so it was great. Everyone had such good time. Bands loved playing, and it was a real step forward for everyone involved. Just really was lifted by that festival. So that's um, the guy, uh, Ben Mitchell, who runs that. He runs Free the Nation Music, which is on, like, Instagram and everything. And okay. he's a band all the time. So that's just, a, like, that's just one way anyone can do that. Anyone can get a private venue, not, like, hire the RSL or the local hall or the local, you know, the Brisbane Entertainment Centre. That's yep. all public. Yep. So hire a private venue and then just do it that way. It's all by private invite. And, uh, yep. yeah, it's great. Yeah, and um, just before my missus fell pregnant, we were still doing it up until we could, but we'll do it exactly like you said, mate. We're running a little, she's a yoga teacher, and I've, I just sit there playing guitar in 432 hertz, and we do yoga and a nice meditation, and people really get a lot out of it, and we love doing it. Um, but, yeah, exactly like you said, mate, on private, private, uh, it's all private and through invites, and um, that seems to be the way that we're moving. And yeah, I reckon for sure. What do you reckon about um, artwork as well? Because eh? when you just mentioned you're just putting that out in your album on vinyl, it's like when I'm, I mean, I don't have the same time that I had when I was a teenager, but part of the experience of the album was like the artwork and stuff, and then going yeah. through and look at the pictures or the lyrics might have been in there, and you got a lot out of just the that physical, tangible uh, experience of. I mean, the artwork itself, I think, was amazing. And especially when I got into Tool, that opened my eyes to, you know, the fractal stuff and Alex Gray art and stuff. So are you putting, it, uh, you know, effort into that as well? Is that part of the experience? Yeah, 100%, mate. I'm sort of toiling with my own sort of ideas for artwork. I've got, again, I've always been passionate about my own sort of artwork as well. Just when you've got so many kids, man, it's just hard to find the time to do it. But Again, excuses, excuses, mate. So luckily I've got a good woman in my life now who, who sort of helps me focus on my, my goals and dreams, mate. And, yeah, artwork's a big thing, Tom. That's a great point, mate. And like you said, I, I still remember, yeah, you like your Green Day Dookie album. I can remember that, uh, you know, that artwork that was, you know, it's all been, and like you touched on Tool. Like these are, mate, those albums are just, you, that's part of that, that, something to hold and look at and appreciate and and see where their head's at like it really takes you into experience the the band where and their mood i think and their what they're about and that's what everyone's missing these these kids of today you know and yeah with the music they're pumping mate in that and I just love that the, when you look at the wordplay and like when you look at okay they're pumping 440 hertz so when when we look at 440 hertz and so what's going on when they're play, playing this, it's missing, well, it's bypassing the essential harmonics that you would receive um, for, through 432 hertz because it's Pythagorean and it's when it's reverberating, it's hitting all these other octaves that when you're um, doing it in 440, you're missing all these beautiful octaves. And so, yeah, this is when they're broadcasting. So they're broadcasting the, the spell upon everyone through the, um, the radio and so forth. And all, that's the crazy thing, mate, this rubbish music that they're playing. It's also being played at a frequency that is wrong and it's no good for us. 
and it's it, yeah, and there's no healing value. Yeah, yeah. Well, for those that don't know what that means, do you want to just maybe does your do your listeners know much about uh, Hertz and uh, and four thirty two, four forty, five twenty eight? Do that? Do people know about it or not? No, I think I, I I would hope that a lot of my people who do listen to me would know, but yeah, I think it's a good thing to to chat about. Um, yeah, like, and well, 432 is like I just touched upon, mate. It's it's creating more of a dimensional sound and it's 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 healing to to us. Um, and mate, this the, the, the interesting thing that this all goes back to, mate, as you, as I'm sure you're aware, is um, atoms and um, electromagnetism and frequency, you know, and this is see the ancients and the ancient wisdom that the like for example the Tartarians um, held um, and mate have you have you looked into star forts at all have you heard of that term no nah. so mate with I'd suggest autodidactic um, it was a legend who I think you've had a chat with he covers star forts really well um, and if you go to autodidactic channel on YouTube. Um, for any listeners out there, get into that because, mate, when I say everything is frequency and so forth, so the uh, ancients were building these cities on ley lines in the on the earth on this um, yeah. on this circuit board which we live, and they knew where to build these somehow, whether it be where birds flocked or however they worked it out. They knew they had an understanding of this realm that is not presented to most of us these days but these star forts man it's just so interesting because i don't know if you've ever seen when they play like granules of sand through on a piece of paper through different frequencies what it does to the the sand granules and it changes the patterns of of the granules so mate all these they call them star forts because they're sort of shaped like stars in the earth when you're looking at these things from above and over time they've always called them like wall castle walls or forts things like that um when in fact the ancients were it's just beautiful knowledge mate because the ancients were building these star forts but all in geometric patterns and their cities and waterways were all their canal systems were all being frequent like running through this frequency and the canals are all running in the same shape. So not only are the crops and all their, their drinking water, their, their drinking is running through their bodies and going on their crops and all this sort of stuff. Now, people were living for hundreds of years. And this, again, knowledge that has been ripped from us. But, if yeah, for all the listeners out there, mate, Starford's really beautiful topic to um, look into and Tartaria, um, you know, these ancients that have that have left their mark here that we can still find. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I have seen that actually, yeah, now that I remember. And especially that, I think everyone's seen it now, that seven-hour lost history of Flat Earth doco by that Iwa dude. But yeah. uh, I've got a lot of that too. Yeah. Yeah, well, Eric Dubay was a good one for when I first started you know, on the flat earth stuff. Um, and, yeah, but it all goes back to the flat earth too, mate, as well, like with sound, music, frequency, words, mm-hmm. like just 
what we're in, elections, where we go and elect our ions to see who's in charge at the voting, the vault booths, like mm-hmm. the etymology that exists before us these days. And, you know, um, like I said, they use words as swords through spelling and casting spells. But like I said, broadcasting is where they're also casting their spells through television, television, so forth. And yeah, music, mate, which is a real strong one because as humans, we mate, we love music. We love to feel. We're creative. So this is we're creative beings, you know, and that's why we have a pineal gland, you know. And the story of Pinocchio is a great one too. Sorry to keep sort of going away a little bit. Yeah. No one realised Pinocchio is a story about the pineal gland. You know, it's a boy seeking the truth, but it was actually written in Italy. And Pinocchio, Occhio is Italian for eye, and Pin is short for pineal. So it's a story about the pineal eye and a boy seeking the truth. And that's all we're doing here. We're, we're you know, guys like us, mate, we're seeking the truth. And so, and some, so there's a lot of truth through nursery rhymes and things like that. Um, again, they, they, it's it's crazy. All the lies are in movies, and the truths in fairy tales. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting reality we're in. Yeah, for sure. And how do you tune your guitar? So when you're tuning to four thirty two, what do you use a specific tuner, or how do you go about it? Made a really good. I've got my phone here, and I'm glad you asked, mate. Because for any listeners out there, again, a great um, easy way. It's just an app called Guitar Tuner, and it's got a big pick. Um, When you go into it, I'll just see if you can see on my apps there, it's that little guitar tuner there with a green pick. Yeah. And, mate, within that, you open it up, and then you just go into your settings, and you can just calibrate through there. Nice. Yeah, and it's real easy. So you just go into your settings. So I'll just see you. Settings come up and then down here, what oh, where's my hand? You got calibrate, and then yep. at the moment you can see I'm in four, three, two. Yeah, yeah, man. So that's a really easy way for everyone out there to do it and experience a difference. Um, and mate, um, you know, I make guitars f- for a living. That's my sort of I've been at that for years now, again, following a dream that sort of um, I just put everything into and pretty hard to make money at that but at the moment. But uh, luckily I uh, just sold a really nice guitar and Noosa Music up there. Noosa, they do a bit of work for us, mate, so they're awesome guys and that, that'll get me through Christmas, which is great. But, yeah, like all this knowledge, mate, and guitar making and, um, mate, like when I was 18 years old, I, got a, I didn't even – Realise at that point, but I was 18 year old at schoolies, man. I got a swatch sticker tattooed on my ankle. Yeah, and I thought I was insane, but it was a little bit. It's a little bit round, and I thought, no, I like that picture, and I don't care what anyone. I've never, I've never really liked many people. It's just, and now I understand why. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, but I never. The swatch sticker is up actually a representation of flat Earth and the Polaris. Uh, it's the big dipper going around Polaris in the four seasons. So mm-hmm. again, mate, all again they 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 turn things upside down, and um, you know try to manipulate 
things. Uh, and like even that, like and then they use Hitler, like this, this guy who's supposed to just be the worst guy in the world and kill all these people, and that's his symbol. Like, wow, they're a genius, man. Like you gotta sometimes you gotta take your hat off to these things and just go, wow, like they're they're, they're a step ahead, you know, but I can see through their lies. Yeah. Yeah. I think more people are as well. You know, it's starting to get very undone, which is cool. You know, it's still part of, I think it's a great experience, but it's, I think, you know, it's interesting the way that it works in music because it just like music's just getting worse and worse. You know, I, I heard, I mean, I don't listen to radio or Spotify or anything like that, but it's like, if you, if you start hearing some stuff or you start flicking through TikTok because there's actually some cool stuff on there, but the majority of it is just, it's like the mu- the the music that they're setting stuff to is just, I mean, people used to say that when, you know, when we were yeah. kids, older guys would be like, that's not music. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like really not now. It's really not music at all. It's so, it, you can feel how, uh, you can feel the resonance of it, and it's very uh, awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's not an accident, mate. They're, it's they're, not. No, and, and, at all. and I, I ask myself why, no. you know, like how, mate. I think we'll put it this way. I think fluoride in the old water supply has got a big part of it, mate, because mm-hmm. they've lost their their when when you calcify your pineal gland through fluoride. Because that's what it does. You lose your 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 um, sense, your um, your touch with nature. It's like um, that movie Avatar, where they plug in. He's riding that dragon, mate. He plugs his thick cord into the dragon or whatever it is, you know. And he rides. I don't know if you remember that that movie Avatar, yeah. but mate, that's the pineal gland and that hook it with nature that we possess as humans. And that's what they, that's what they want, you know, and that's what yeah. they're buying. And yeah. it's really, really working, mate. And, and um, it's just so interesting to see that, you know, guys like you and myself and all the other, you know, like guys who are probably watching this podcast can just see through it. It's just such an interesting time to be alive and witness this yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, what's your kind of? I don't know. Do you have a uh, a goal with your music, for example? Let's design because some people. I'll put it this way. Yeah. Man. Some people write music specifically to hit different parts of the listener, where it's designed to awaken something, some frequency, some tone, some rhythm, something yeah. that's supposed to tap back into that innate intelligence. Whereas other people just write songs because it's just like they want to express something. Like they're a singer-songwriter and they want to sing about someone they broke up with or some hope message. But it's a different thing because they're just usually going A minor, E, G, C, A minor, and and it's like in 4-4. And so nothing in the harmonic resonance, the rhythmic structure or the tonality or anything is designed to elicit anything in the body. It's all emotive as in, I yeah. broke up with someone and I cried for 10 days and now my heart's reopening. Like that kind of usual, I don't particularly yeah. like it, but that, you know, good on people who like it. But that's like the, it's just hitting an emotional center yeah. as opposed to music. It's actually hitting something primal 
ancient in us that is awakening and activating. Yeah, really awesome question, man. Um, All my life, man, like I grew up on like Soundgarden, Tool, Stone Temple Pilots, Smashing Pumpkins. And these guys, you can hardly understand a word they're saying. So for me, music was never about words and like splitting up with my girlfriend like my far out brussels sprout like if that's what music is to you then you know what i mean like grow some testicles mate like um that john mayer or whatever his name is mate that guy singing to crowds of girls and with his shirt off like mate yeah like that's what you're talking about that intent of you know like that he's not writing music to evoke that prime primal um you know instinct or feeling or energy so with me for years mate with all my music i was writing music again with no lyrical basis really for so many years and i've been in music for like 25 years now and i was playing in excelsior hotel when i was 17 in sydney but um when i wrote music like i said for so long no never in any intent on lyrics and it's only been lately that in the last couple of years when I've got my head around 432 and what's going on about for the first time in my life, I'm actually writing lyrics with intent and my whole actual vocal way that I'm projecting my voices sort of changed too. Because when you're singing, the difference again, when you're singing between 440 and 432, it's about four notes lower, 432. So... Mate, for years I struggled with just going to hit notes or you sing a verse and then you try to hit that chorus, you know. And, mate, it's just like like it was always, and when you're trying to sing over a band, you know, you've got two blokes on distortion, guitars, bass player, drums. Mate, it was always, so I always found that I had to scream a lot, you know, just to be heard a bit, you know. Um, I became pretty good at screaming. (laughs) But, yeah, so, mate, now all my music, like the one that I've sent to you, is all with intent. My lyrics have really, I'm trying to evoke, because, uh, mate, I sit there listening to this music, I cry. Like, it makes me cry because I sit there and it means so much to me. And the, mu- and the guys that I've got playing with me now, like, so we've all got home studios. We're all sort of, you know, session players who have been at it for a long time. So I've got a sort of bass player in London, but I've also got a bass player just in the next suburb in Pomona. And then I've got my drummer who's like, he's got about 30 years experience, like a real good session player up here on the coast, uh, Robbie Armes. Everyone loves Robbie and knows Robbie. And if you listen to Robbie, g'day, mate. Um, But, yeah, um, so I'm lucky enough to have these awesome guys. So I'm creating these songs. I write the lyrics. I send them off to these guys and then they record their parts and I sort of compose it all. So, but we're all in it together, mate. And whatever, even monetary wise, I just say to them, mate, I'll just share. If we, if we end up making some coin, I'll just share it with you. Like, I don't, it's never been about money to me. I fucking hate money, mate. And, you know, now I know why I hate money because, you know, you look at the rat race and we are the human race, you know, and they're all running around in circles for money. And, mate, Mike Tyson, it's funny, like, you see, some of the quotes that guy pulls off, like, if you've ever, he's a bloody yeah. intelligent, he's certainly not as dumb as he looks. 
And he, he nah. said, yeah, he says a quote where he says, um, if you if you think money's going to make you happy, then you've never had money. You know, and there's another saying which I love that um, about the American dream. You know, and and the, these are all the same people. They all want to live the American dream. You know, they're chasing the American dream. But the funny thing about the American dream is you've got to be asleep to live the dream. Yeah. You know, and that's it. They're all asleep, brother. So once you start to wake up and guys like yourself, myself, who you can see through it, like, wow, it's, it's, a, it's a wild ride. But, well, I'd rather, it's like the Matrix. It is literally like the Matrix, man. Red, blue, pit, blue pill. So, and this is what people don't understand. The, so when you look into <clears throat> like flat earth and stuff, everything is po polar or polarity. The word polarity comes into it. So as above, so below, <clears throat> red, bill, uh, red pill, blue pill. But what that actually means is everything that materialises in this realm before our eyes materialises between the red and blue light spectrum. So that's why the chakras, red, blue, You've got boxing at all, you know, red and blue corner. You've got your politics, red and blue. You've got your red bloods, blue bloods. Even water, you've got the hot water tap, red and blue, you know, cold blue. Like this red, blue, like it's just there everywhere. Matrix, the red, blue, blue, blue pill. Like it's it's there before our eyes. They're shoving it down our throat. It's like they want to wake us up, mate. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if, yeah. You know. I get a feeling of that from time to time. It's just, yeah, that's it's. I mean, I, I spoke to Owen Benjamin the first time I spoke to him was a couple of years ago, and I just remember I said that, you know, it's almost like they've set this arrangement up where they, they're almost like hoping you'll get through. They're like putting it all out there. It's like here's all the answers, guys, and it's not yeah. it's not their fault that people aren't getting it. And they're almost like he oh he's gonna oh no 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 yeah. he's, he's and then they're almost waiting for some people to come through and they'll be cheering you on when you get there. It's like, dude, you finally made it. Well done. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a big test, mate, you know. Mm. And, and I don't know if it's that I've sort of got, I think the satanic side of it, part of it is that they've they've got to actually like show you. It's like part of the their little game that they actually have to have to show you. It's like, um, you know, you can't let the, the you know the zombie through the front or the the vampire through the front door unless you welcome them in. Yeah, there has to be by agreement and consent. They know that that's a that's a universal law. Which which the if you want to control people the way they do, you still have to abide by those laws because you're not above them. You're very much susceptible to the wrath of um, you know going against those laws. So that's why they do it. They have to put out. So yeah. there's informed about everything and therefore it's all about contracts and yeah. then the contracts form an agreement. So then the agreement is formed whenever people say, yeah, I'll take, I'll take that or I'll do that or I'll accept that uh, and without really knowing that maybe consciously at least that they have a decision and a choice and yeah. so therefore they come up with a different agreement and the agreement could just be no, I don't want that. But uh, you see most people... They want it. They want the Kool Aid, and they want uh, they oh. form that agreement. Yeah, was that, that blue pill? Is it? I think that's the blue pill. Yeah, well, well, mate, the the Stockholm syndrome is real. 
you know. Very real. Yeah, man, they're protecting their, their captors, you know, or the people keeping them captive, you know. It's um, <laughs> I've made, and the sad thing is, like, I, I've just had a little baby girl and my, my family don't speak to me, none of them. Mm. You know, and this is the divide, see. The art of war is to divide and conquer. So they're just dividing, you know, and this is like they're so smart, you know, but mate, not many people can see through the, the – and see, it's so big, the lie, that people just can't – like how could it – how could they all be in on it? You know, like space travel, how could they all be in on it? I'll tell you how, $52 million a day that NASA gets, mate, would make me, buddy, you know, step up and create yeah. some images. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So. yeah but it's also funny because the money is a fiction anyway. So like you said before, it's like what Mike Tyson said, like it makes some things happen, but as soon as the spell's broken, it pretty much means nothing. Like if you look at some of the footage, that NASA's put out, it's like, man, I could do better with $500. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to get the $52 million, I could make better stuff for a lot less money. Well, mate, that's where, again, I think they're just like saying, look, idiots, look, we're, look at our, like, the thing we landed on the moon's made of broomsticks and sticky tape and Band-Aids. Yeah. And yeah. people will still argue that they went there. Like, even the, the whole thing about the moon cracks me up, bro, because they went up, right? And then two, oh, so yeah, two jumped off. They, he goes down, two of them, cruise around in the golf buggies, whoosh, play a bit of golf, you know, whilst the other dude orbits the moon like twice, just orbits the moon. And then just when they're ready, when they're finished playing a bit of putt-putt and cruising around in the, the buggy that, that they pulled out of that little thing, <laughs> that little shit capsule with the broomsticks, they pull out a car and drive around in it, you know, and then they hook up again with the, the other one and then come back to Earth, mate, the whole thing's just laughable, you know. Someone's still filming it. Someone got left behind, obviously, to film and leave it. <laughs> Yeah. And right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's 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 interesting, you know. Yeah, the the the, the moon. Well, I could go on about for hours about that sort of stuff, mate. You know, it's um, you know, and there's some great great guys out there that are ripping it all up. And what cracks me up is the old Werner Werner von Braun. Heard of that guy? Yeah. Yeah. So the Nazi the Nazi scientist, you know who died on, with, on his tombstone, it's like Psalm 9-11, don't quote me on that, but it, it quotes that, like, about, it's a quote about the firmament above. Mm-hmm. Now, would if you're a Nazi NASA scientist who's sending people to the moon, would you put on your gravestone that there's a, firm, like, a you know, firmament above the earth? Exactly. And, and he, funnily enough, he wrote a book about a boy called Elon who goes to the moon. Mm-hmm. What a coinkydink. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, so old Elon Muskie. So he's, he's, a, he's an interesting cat, mate, because what they've done with that puppet is they give you a bit of truth with him 
Yeah. You know, he's doing stuff out there, giving people advice on finance and this and crypto, like whatever, you know, and everyone's going, oh, Elon, oh, oh. And then so he seems like he's the normal guy, you know, and da-da-da-da, and then he's sending rockets to space apparently as well, like a private, just a guy sending rockets to space and, you know. Like, yeah. So, mate, that guy, yeah. He's a, he's a puppet. I'm one of the people that wants to spend money, like however much money, to get a seat on it and then realising it doesn't actually leave the earth. <laughs> yeah, well, Richard Branson's tickets, like from 20 years ago, mate, from were 250 grand each a pop. And I wonder yeah. if those people have got their money back. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years ago, he was promising that. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we're not going anywhere, mate. No. I'm just wondering as well, like, you know, one of the things, have you ever seen Futurama by the same guys that made The Simpsons? I have seen it. I haven't watched a lot of it, but I know. No, there was this episode where uh, the dumb guy, Fry, he became really intelligent and he figured out how to play this instrument. And this instrument's like, I can't remember, I saw it years and years ago, but it triggered something in me that was a memory in me because I'm like, I've seen that thing somewhere. I know what it is. And he plays this instrument that's kind of like a flute or something with a thing on the end. And as he's playing it, he's just hitting certain frequencies and then it creates a kaleidoscope of color as well. So yeah. all the different, so it's like the this, this sound becomes color and it becomes something that is, uh, it's something that's very transcendental. Yeah. And when you talk about, say, the physical structure, it's like that's all at a harmonic frequency too. And if you can match that, then that's when you can travel, so to speak, or you could uh, ascend or transcend or whatever. And so I think that's why one of the reasons music, I think a lot of us are drawn to music because I think a lot of us might be chasing a certain uh, resonant frequency through mm. music. But if we mm. can find it, we kind of in some mm. way uh, something happens. I don't know exactly what, but that's something that I, when I saw that episode, I was like, I know what, I don't know mentally in yeah. my brain, in my mind what it is, but in something in me knows what that is. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and then that, that kind of when I meet people like you that specifically want to play in certain, um, you know, like play 432 hertz, I'm like, are you constructing your instruments specifically? Like are you, I mean, to tune to it is one thing once you've yeah. made an instrument tuned to it, but to create an instrument in the first place with the specific intent of reaching a certain frequency is another thing. So I'm wondering if you're going there with your instrument, mate. Well, mate, that's a really interesting point again. And with instruments were made to play in the um, in the frequent, you know, the, the note of A. They're all wrote around the four three two, and the structure, the actual physical um, distance from your saddle to uh, the middle of your guitar and your nut. It has to be a certain, and it's all takes into account. And this is with violins and so forth, mate. Yeah, so that's it's all relative to four three two hertz. And mate, here's one of my guitars. I've yeah, I've made. You know, they're just this is a triple O. Um, yeah, a lot of Aussie guitar timbers. That's a camphor. So yeah, mate. These these are all. How do you find that as a tone wood? I love it, man. It's um it it is a little bit sort of I guess denser. It's got a little bit of um yeah. It's um it was a bit of an experiment this one, and it's ended up my 
you can just hear my guitars, mate, when I'm talking. I don't know if you can hear it, but they really just, you can hold them and they just sort of sing. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they're really alive and light, mate. See, that's the other thing with instruments. Like, they don't have to be made heavy. You get all these guitars mm-hmm. these days that are, and that's a Walton, if anyone's looking. If you ever want a custom, give me a call. They're made with love. And, mate, the difference between, like, a, a someone who really knows what they're doing and these guitars that they're pumping out, I'm not going to mention any names, but yeah, they're all made out of the same factory and they're just pieced together by 20 different people. And a lot of these guitars actually come to me and I'll end up setting them up right and adjusting them and at least getting them to function, you know. So it's crazy what people will spend three, four $4,000 on a guitar and then they bring it here and play one of mine and they go, oh, I've wasted my money. <laughs> but, again, it's like every, everything, in this, everything these days is all about money, cutting corners, you know, buildings. Like, yeah, you look at Tartaria, it's a good, like really big point with Tartaria that these these buildings that still survive, you know, um, they've been here for thousands of years and, like, the concrete that we use these days, mate, only lasts 100 years. Yeah. Not even designed. We're not even designed to be here long. So here we are 100 years into this living here <laughs> all this going on. Yeah. What do you reckon about pipe organ? Sorry, mate, the pipe organ? Yeah, what do you reckon about them? Oh, wow. Good question, my friend. So the organs, wow. So again, what's an organ? It's inside your body. Where are organs found? Inside buildings. So these buildings were, they're basically, best way to look at these buildings, mate, is that they're alive. So they used to build, these were all free energy buildings. They're all working off. They, the ancients worked out a way to um, not only, obviously, they're drinking, like, all, see, all the dams. We've dammed all the water supply up now. We're controlling all the water, you know. You think they're making people pay for water? Like, fucking hell, paying for water. That's how yeah. crazy this place is, mate. Yeah. Like, people that bad are an eyelid paying for water. Yeah. You know, and so the Tartarians, mate, yeah, again, with organs. So my, there's a really good video um, by a guy, but I'll I'll just give you an overview of it. I forget his name, but, mate, it was uh, um, in America, there was a a time where they say it was the gold rush and the Gilded Age. I don't know if you've heard of the Gilded Age in America where all these, you know, elaborate mansions were built in a really small time frame. Finally, all these massive mansions all had organs in them. And all these buildings, mate, they've all got those harmonic frequencies like in the doorways. You look at churches, they're all got geometric patterns. These represent frequencies. These are not church, like these are not, these weren't built for people to go to and say, thank you, God, for whatever, these were built for healing. So these organs were pumping out sound, mate, through these buildings, which are all free energy buildings, but not just not just that, they're, they're, they're pumping out this healing. So these people with that advancement, they had these organs in their house. 
probably had a dude come in at six, seven in the morning, just wake everyone up with a bit of pipe organ, healing. Yeah, I know it's like everyone had a piano in their house in the you know a couple of decades ago. And I mean, I still remember when I was a kid, I got taken to somewhere in Melbourne, I forget where, but they had the pipe organs there and someone was playing it. And it was even at that age, I remember it being something special. I don't know what it didn't know what it was, but it was yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, man. It's um and who made them? Yeah, I don't. We figured that out as well. You know, like the, and the size of them. Well, these pipe yeah. organs in these cathedrals, you know, are just ginormous. It's it's, and then you get like with the Tartarian stuff and these buildings left behind. See, they were a lot bigger. See, all the doorways were huge, and all the they they were built for bigger people. That's what people have got to understand. They were bigger people, right. than us, man. And so their musical instruments were bigger. So we actually still, the Smithsonian's have done a great job in covering up all the history in America, you know, with all the um, discoveries found of huge instruments, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ones that they've sort of, you, you'll see that they go, oh, no, we just made this ginormous, like, violin or cello and a dude's got to stand on a, like, five-foot box to play it. <laughs> like, it's yeah, so that side of it that fascinates me, mate, with Tartaria and the musical instrument side of oh, it, yeah. and the organs and um yeah, and I touched I mean I just did a little video on my channel um last night where see my missus said to me a couple of weeks ago about she goes, I just want to concentrate on the the future, you know, and what we're doing to prepare and all that sort of stuff. And and I said, well, that's cool, babe, me too. But you got to remember there's an old saying that, mate, those who control the past control the future. Yeah, that's right. You know, so if we can get our head around the history and the true lies, this place looks nice, man. Yeah, just trying to get that set up. It's just I'm running out of signal and battery, so I'm just trying to get out get out here. Cool, man. Well, yeah, that's in great, the middle. great little <laughs> uh, setup you got, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you based, Tom? Yeah, Byron. You're in, uh, cool, mate. Yeah, awesome. And how's the vibe yeah. down there, man? Yeah, good, man. It's like, yeah, business as usual around here. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, awesome, brother. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll yeah, one of your guitars one day as well. <laughs> I'll, I'll come up or I'll get you to send one down or something. I'll, yeah, man. Yeah. I'd love you to come up and mate, you're welcome to come up and yeah, have a have a try. The thing is, you'll probably want to buy one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but mate, like I said, I do custom, so I, it's interesting, man. I had a a young guy who um, is a real shit hot guitarist. So I ended up sponsoring him, but he came around. Yeah. For, he had a mate and he brought around for guitar repair, and um, he played one of mine I always let people have a play if they want two weeks later he sold the maiden and bought one of mine <laughs> so yeah, yeah yeah but it's you know so it's just that that love mate if you put it in from start to finish one dude you know and a lot of it is you've got to know what you're doing and luckily enough mm-hmm. mate, I've been taught by the best and um yeah so I think putting it out there, there mate the Hancock guitars on the Gold Coast they're really awesome been around for 25 years 
taught me a lot. Um, yep. Yeah. Even, mate, just with guitar, maybe you like like anything, mate. If you if you're if there's no ego involved and you're doing it because you love it, things just come to you. Yeah, totally. You know, man, and that's why this even this chat today, mate. I put it out. You know, we got in touch on Instagram, and I think you saw one of my posts. I, I like something that you posted. And then you like what I like. Then we just started chatting. Next thing we're having a chat together. So, mate, I just want to, yeah. you know. Well, like, we should do another one too. Yeah, man, I'd love to, brother. Well, mate, yeah, let's, more, let's pick it. Let's let's speak again soon, man. And we'll perhaps pick another topic and we'll maybe wrap it up there today. And, um, you know, I'll let you get back to your beautiful house and chill, brother. And I'll get back to my beautiful missus and, uh, mate, I'm up for anything you want to chat about, mate. I've yeah, I've really delved. Like I've spent a lot of time researching, and mate, I, I just it's really important for me now to sort of speak with guys like you. And um, like I've got an interview coming up with um, Campbell next week from Autodidactic. Now I've got Santos Bonacci, mate, as well. So it's really important for me to start getting these guys on board and really. Yeah. Getting it out, this this information, mate, has to get out there to the masses. And mm-hmm. I don't, look, I don't even care if it doesn't, but like it's gonna wake up the people who who need to hear it, who are thirsting for knowledge, they'll come to it, mate. But yeah. the people who are too far gone, like my family, for example, um, mate, they're gone, gone with the wind, as I say. Yeah, for sure. That's what that old quote's about, though, the leading the horse to water sort of thing. It's only for those that are thirsty for it, and uh, there's plenty of them. That's it, man. That's it, Tom. Well, mate, thanks again, my friend. Yeah, thank you. And, um, yeah, mate, let's let's chat again soon, brother. And, um, mate, even, yeah, if you want to do something together, let us know, and, you know, we can just, mate, I'm up for anything. So, um, yeah, look forward to chatting in the near future, my friend. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for chatting today. Cheers, bro. Have a good one, mate. Later. Bye. Bye.